0: I want us to write it down tonight. They that are with us are more than they that are with them. Nothing can neutralize your heritage in God. Your supernatural position cannot be shifted. God is in the business of distinguishing those who belong to him. For it shall come to pass I will make the difference between those who are the righteous and the wicked. In the days that I will make up my jewels, Malachi, I will make the difference between the wicked and the righteous. We're not going to be fearful Because the spirit that dwells in us is not the spirit of fear, the Bible tells us. The Bible declares in Romans, you have not received the spirit of fear unto bondage. No. But that of adoption whereby you cry, Abba, Father. Second Timothy. The scripture tells us, for we have not received the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, of a sound mind. It's all easy to begin to accommodate ideas from our environment. But God wants us to live by the revelation of his will and his counsel. Job said, I know that my Redeemer lives. Paul, in the midst of the storm, said, Oh, you men, you have been fasting and you have fasted enough. Now at night there stood by me an angel of the Lord, whose I, whose I am and whom I belong. And he has said to me that there shall be no loss of any life in this sheep, neither Of anything left in this ship. There shall be no loss. I want to say to us by the Spirit of God tonight, there shall be no loss. In your life this year, there shall be no loss. In your family, there shall be no loss. In all that you lay your hands upon, there shall be no loss. We are not following a cunningly devised fable, says Peter. We have received a sure word. Of prophecy is a sure word. We're not following a cornelly device fable. It isn't a wishful thinking, it isn't a figment of human imagination. This scripture was not scripted by man to have another celebrated party for some group of people, some dummies. No, that's not what it is all about. God's word, it's God's will. God's mind made known and written in black and white that we may tap into the divine resources of God. A man who understood that was Job very well. He said, Even when he slays me, what did he say? I would trust him. In other words, when every symptom in the world is appearing in my flesh, it does not change my position in the realm of the spirit. Let me challenge us tonight. Let nothing change your position, regardless of the symptoms around us. The economy may not have changed, but God's word remains the same. The position of your job may not have changed, but God's word remains the same. You know what I noticed? In the Bible says, Forever, oh God, your word is settled in heaven. It is where we are children. Jesus said, bring unto me the little ones. For this is the kingdom. That's one of such places in the scripture where the Bible says Jesus was indignant. In other words, he was angry. The disciples wanted to block the children from coming close to them. I saying, you wouldn't read too many places in the Bible where the Bible says Jesus was angry. But in that occasion, that's how important your children are to God. Hallelujah. That's how important our children are to God. Here, we will celebrate the life of our children. We will celebrate their promotion. We celebrate the the spirit of excellence upon them. They will go from strength to strength. They will go from glory to glory. Every unborn child will come out appropriately. They will come out fully formed. In the name of none will cast a young hair. It will not happen. In the name of Jesus. For we have come unto Mount Zion. The, The seat of the living God, the company of innumerable angels of God, the church of the firstborn, the blood of the sprinkling. I believe tonight, as these words are landing on us, is taking hold of us, taking hold of our children, taking on all that belongs to us. The Scripture says, "The words which I have spoken to your fathers." did they not take hold of them? The words that I did, what? That I spoke unto your father. Did they not, what? Take hold of them. If we understand the power of God's word, as he's spoken, it grips you. (laughs) You can't go until God's word is performed over your life. For those of us who are expecting, your baby will come, and will come perfectly. We're not playing here. Your baby will come fully formed. Fully developed. Every part of the body fully formed. No miscarriage. In any form or fashion. None. God's will. Is being laid bare before us. The Bible says. Whoever shall see the brazen serpent. Shall live. Now today. We don't have serpent in that form, but we have the Word of the Living God. As we lift up the banner of God's Word, whoever sees, will do what we live. Tonight, whoever hears, will live. David says, "I shall live and not die to declare the works of the Lord." Even when everything. In life says no. But when God says yes. Everything must bend in the direction of what he has said. The old word may say no. But when God says yes. Forget it. It's done. I want us to sink in God's word tonight. When God says yes. It is done. Jesus said to Peter. Come. When he said Come. Power was laid upon the waters and it stirred up the heart of Peter. He jumped out of the out of the out of the boat as he got on the water. What happened? The waters became a platform, a ground to walk on. No word can make water a land to work on. But when God speaks, even the waters will change their structure. They are meant for people to to drown in them. But the Bible says, as the words went forth, Peter jumped in the water and began to walk. It became a platform for him to walk upon. That's how powerful God's word is. Tonight we will not take the place of fear or doubt or unbelief. We receive God's word with expectation in our hearts. tonight. Concerning this assembly, this is the least we'll ever be. Doors are opening. God is moving. God is steering the hearts of men with the whole intent that truth may be disseminated. And that we may run with the vision of God and that our lives will never Let's bow down our heads to pray. Father of heaven and earth. You're the giver of good gifts. Your word. Is the sustainer of everything in existence. The Bible tells you you have sustained all things. By the word of your power. By the truth. Sell it not tonight we have come to purchase the truth from your presence. The Bible says you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. We are engaging your word tonight so that we may receive wisdom and freedom after tonight, every facade of darkness, every facade of bondage is totally shattered. We are empowered tonight by the revelation of your word. We're moving in the wings of the spirit. We're moving in the direction of your will. Your glory is breaking forth in our lives. Speak to our hearts. Let it bypass the confines of our minds. Let it settle our spirit. Lord, we just don't want to be hearers, speakers of your word. Make us do us. We leave this place tonight. We have confessed with our mouth. We shall see with our eyes the manifestation of your glory in our days as an assembly, the words had gone forth. The trumpet has been sounded in the realm of the spirit. It shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord shall be in the top of the mountain and shall be exalted above the hills. And all nations shall flow into it. Many shall come and say, let us go into the house of the Lord, into the house of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us his way, that we may walk in his path. For House of John shall go for the law, the word of the law from Jerusalem. Very be tonight. I've played church for too long. it's time to engage our generation in liberty. Lord that those who have been bound to drugs and all sorts of lifestyle, when they meet with us, the heat, Of God's glory. Will overwhelm them. Break the yokes of the devil in their lives. Set them free. Those we meet in our offices. When we meet with them. They will ask. Where is your God? Show him to me. Thank you Father tonight. Jesus name we pray. The church said amen tonight. Tonight, I'm particularly excited in the next couple of minutes to share with us very briefly on what I have titled The Impact of Fasting. We've waited. We've prayed. What should we expect? We have not engaged on a goose chase in the last 30 days. We've not embarked on a goose chase at all. One of the greatest questions to ask is what is the result of this? The disciples of Jesus looked at him and said, what will be our gain? The reason why we go to school is that we may receive a certificate to prove in the marketplace that we have been schooled in what we are applying for. The evidence that we went to school is that there is a certificate, correct? What is the evidence that we have dedicated and separated ourselves to the Lord? There has to be a change. One of the things the Lord said to me some years ago, what you don't expect will never disappoint you. Is that not true? That's why the scripture says, the expectation of the righteous shall not be cut off. If he expects, he will receive. In my study, I observed every instruction for sacrifice or separation or dedication usually leaves a mark of difference in a man's life. Maybe this is not the first time we're going to hear this. It's unlike God to leave you the way he met you. It's unlike him. Every encounter with God leaves you at a pedestrian higher than when you first met him. Nothing may have changed but when you encounter him, there has to be a significant change because of his presence. Taking time out, denying ourselves of the meal that the body requested for is a form of a sacrifice. We didn't do it for one day, not for one, not for two days, not for 15. Is for 30 days. What has God prepared for those who made it a sacrifice? It doesn't matter how many days you fasted. Even if it's only three, you're qualified for what I'm saying tonight. If it's only what? Out of the 30, you're qualified. But tonight, To see an examine. I don't know how many of us have studied the life of this man, Moses. It was the very first encounter we saw in the scriptures about a man separating himself from the crowd to listen to the Almighty, to hear from heaven. To receive from above. But something happened. Moses in his lifetime, in a short period of time, went up to the mountain to spend 40 days and 40 nights before the Father. 40 days and 40 nights. He said, I ate no bread. Neither did I drink. For 40 days and 40 nights. Now, don't try to fast 40 days without water. Your body wasn't meant for that. Nurses and doctors right here will tell us that. Our bodies are not what? are not framed that way. So what was special about Moses? How was he able to do it? Because in the mountain there was no food. And he had no suitable water. But he was there for 40 days and 40 nights. I believe, the theologians believe, that what Moses experienced is called what they call Susan. Which is called suspended animation. Suspended animation means... You could see him as human, but he was not living as human. Because there is no way a normal living flesh and blood would survive 40 days, 40 nights without water. At least. But Moses did not do it once. He did it two times. The very first time he did it, the people said, where is Moses? Maybe he's gone. Like Enoch. When you love God too much, it just takes you away. They <laughs> maybe they looked around and they said, We waited first day, we waited five days, 20 days. That is why one of the reasons why we must pray for the work that God has begun. When they didn't see the man, they said to Aaron, make us a God. And Aaron said, Well, not a problem. Do you have goods? He made him a brazen. A brazen image. And they started worshipping. But God saw it. And he was angry. And when Moses was coming back with the two tablets. Of God in his hands. He saw the people. The wardom that was going on. And the hoggy. And the, and, the, and, the, and, the, and the unbridled you know, experience among the people. It was so, so stricken. And it was so... You know, he, he was so affected by what he saw. He threw the two tablets on them. But God gave him a word for the people. The tablets had been broken. Moses had to go back. Isn't it tough? It's tough. The man had to go back again for 40 days and 40 nights. What a man. That's why it's been so difficult for me many times to say things about this man. Very few men like Moses in the scripture. He was the first man to be called the man of God in the scripture. You never read it. It says when you go to Moses, the man of God he was the first. It was the first we read about who spent such a long time in God's presence. All because of the people he was leading. By the time he came back, I want us to see tonight What happened after the 40 days of Moses? I want to read Exodus chapter 34. I want us to go with me. Just for the benefit of many of us, tonight we don't like Exodus. You don't like Exodus Leviticus. Let me just read tonight. In verse one of the book of Exodus, chapter 34, the Bible and the Lord said to Moses, Caught and I will write on these tablets the words. That were on the first tablet which you broke. So be ready in the morning and come up in the morning to Mount Sinai. And present yourself to me there on the top of the mountain. No man shall come up with you. Let no man be seen throughout all the mountain. Let neither flocks or herds feed before the mountain. That's how the whole. Of what was about to happen. No human. Nothing living around that mountain that Moses was going. What a relationship. What a uniqueness. This is one of the reasons people believe. Theologians. That what Moses experienced. Was not something that human. That human flesh and blood can take. God took him out. And brought him back. Gave him all that needed to give him. And sent him back. But that's not the focus tonight. What happened to this man? I want us to read. In verse 10. And he said, behold, I will make covenant. Behold all your people. I will do marvels such as I have not done in all the earth. And in any nation. And And all the people among whom you shall see the work of the Lord. It is an awesome thing that I will do with you. Do we see it? Observe what I command you this day. Behold, I'm driving out before you the Amorites and the Canaanites, and the Hittites and the Perizzites, and the Hevites and the Jebusites. Take it to yourself, lest you make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land which you are going. Let, them, let it be a snare unto you. Let's turn to 28. What does the scripture say? So it was there with the Lord 40 days and 40 nights in 28. He neither ate bread nor drank what? Water. And he wrote on the tablet the words of the covenant. The Ten Commandments. Now, that was the encounter. And God gave him precious promises in that period. I believe the Lord has been pouring promises over our lives. in The last 30 days. Pouring it. Pouring it. But what happened in verse 29? Let's see it. About the Bible says now it was when Moses came down. Ever since Moses came down? From Mount Sinai. And the two tablets of the testimony were in Moses' hand when he came down from the mountain. That Moses did not know that the skin of his face shone while it talked with him. <laughs> I like that. The Bible says on his return, Moses had tablets inscripted by the hand of the Almighty God. God gave him. And inscripted words on the tablets. But something happened. This man did not know how much change had taken place in his life in the last 40, 40, 40 days. Put your hand in that scripture and turn with me Ephesians. The book of Ephesians. I want us to read in verse 14. This is Paul the Apostle speaking about prayer. Ephesians chapter 3. I'm sorry. Ephesians chapter 3. I want us to see what Paul said about spending time, about his experience with the Lord. The scripture says in verse fourteen, for this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, for whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that He will grant you, according to the riches of His glory, to be strengthened with might through His Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge. So there is a knowledge that passes knowledge. The Bible says here that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask or think according to the power that works in us. Now we saw something in this scripture tonight. That there is a power that may be at work in you and you may not even know it when Moses was coming back after the 40 days, nights, and prayer, the Bible says he came, but he did not know that his face was shining. The glow of God's glory was upon him. What does that mean to us today? How does that impact your life as a person? In other words, When you encounter God in a time of prayer and in a time of fasting, something happens to you. God will take you to a position where you are filled with his fullness. Hallelujah. You are filled with what? With his fullness. Now, I want us to cast our mind back to Revelation chapter 1. When John the Beloved saw the revelation. The, the revelation of the Lord Jesus. The Bible says his face shined like what? Like sun in its strength. His voice was like the sound of many waters. His face shined like what? Like sun in its strength. Now, this brings me back to Exodus that when we come into God's presence in fasting and prayer, the fullness of God. Becomes a personal experience in your life. The experience that Moses had here. It was such an awesome glory. That Moses when he came then did not know. It took the people to let him know that. Hello I can see your face. Something is happening here. He was a man of like passions. Like each of us. When is your face going to glow for glory of god has god done in our days yes i remember the story of a man that i had went into the store you know he's just finished a crusade and he didn't know anything was going on he just went into the store he wanted to buy a few things when the lady the cashier the counter wanted to collect money he said she said no stay away from me Who is this it was a preacher but there was something he said there's something on your face i don't know what it is there's something on you can't explain it. When she was asked, she said, I could see Jesus through your eyes. I could see Jesus in you. I could see the glory of God upon you. May the glory of God shine through us. Amen. Do you know the struggle we have is because we have not measured up at that degree of relationship. Something will begin in your life. That when men see you, they will see the glory of God in you, in the name of Jesus. Now, what I also noticed here, I'm going to come back to that, but what I also noticed here was that the Bible tells us something. Many of us remember the scripture that says, you know, the Bible said they went from glory to glory as by the Spirit of the Lord. You know, as we look unto him, you know, it's like we're being transformed. There's a transformation that is taking place when you pay attention, when you spend time with God in fasting and in prayer. Number two, I observed that Moses had a red-hot zeal for holiness. Ever say holiness? How many of us know that God is so holy, when you leave his presence, sin becomes distasteful to you? Amen? How many of us have experienced what I'm talking about? You're living the place of prayer. You've just spent time with God. There are certain things that used to appeal to you. When you see them, ah, you feel disgusted. That is the power of a divine fellowship. When Isaiah, the man of God, as powerful as he was, The day that he saw the glory of God. He said, I saw the Lord high and lifted with his twin feet of temple. I saw the cherubims around the temple. With the two wings, they were flying. With the two wings, they covered their faces. And I saw them. And you know what he saw? He said, I know that I'm an undone man. I'm a man of unclean leaves. Living among men of unclean leaves. He saw the emptiness of man because of the glory of God. How many of us have seen people who boast about how holy they are? It's because they are very unholy. The day you truly sense the holiness of God, you cannot even talk about it. God's holiness neutralizes everything you think you know. God is so pure. He's so pure. In our relationship with him, we cannot but stand before him and say, Lord, just cleanse me. Even at, the, at your level of strength, cleanse me. Make me pure. And here, it was so Red hot zeal of holiness. One of the ways to overcome the power of sin and bad habits. I believe church tonight is to spend time in fasting and prayer. I believe that. I believe that. Because when you spend time in fasting and prayer, the flesh is what? Is subdued. Number three. Is it number four now? Number three. I believe... That when Moses was coming back, he came back in the confidence of the living God. Fasting and prayer fosters trust and confidence. Because I believe something happened to this man. He, was, he had an audacity that he could not have before because of the time that he had spent in the presence of God. And Number four, when you Get into a place of fasting and prayer like we have done now tonight. I believe that God will begin to release de- de- into your life instructions. That was the instructions. It was when Moses went to the mountain that he was given instruction on how the temple will be built. It was then that Moses was given instruction on how they were going to appoint the priest, on how the priest will be anointed, on how. The priest will be ordained, and how, who, and who will be part of the priesthood. It was when Moses was spending time in the presence of God. And you know what I noticed? Jesus was able to appoint his disciples shortly after the 40 days of fasting. I pray. Do we remember that? Instructions come when we wait on the Lord. Instructions come. I believe that the days from tonight, from tonight, many of us will begin to receive some definite and strong instructions from the Lord on what to do concerning some specific areas of your life. Let me take us into the scripture in the book of Esther chapter 4. Esther, many of us are going to like this. Many of us women, we're going to like this lady. Esther, such a challenge to both men and women. Esther chapter 4. The book of Esther chapter 4. Esther chapter 4. The Bible declares in verse 14. For if you remain completely silent at this time. This was Mordecai challenging Esther. If you completely remain silent at this time. relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place. But you and your fathers will perish. Yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. So Esther told them to reply, Mordecai, gather all the Jews who are present in Susan, and fast for me. Ever say, fast for me. Neither eat or drink for three days, night and day. My maids and I will fast likewise. So I will go to the king which is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. Ever say, it's against the law. Now she was about to do something that is completely against the rules and the regulation. But she said, fast if i perish i perish now what happens next so mordecai went his way and did according to what esther esther had commanded him now i want us to read chapter 5 in verse 1 now it happened on the third day when how many days fasting and prayer three days fasting. Now, that means on the last day of the fasting and prayer that esther put on her on her on her royal robes and stood put on a royal robes, and stood in the inner court of the king's palace across from the king's house while the king sat on his throne in the royal house facing the entrance of the house. Many of us who are familiar with this story, nobody comes to the king except the king invites you. The king has to bring out the scepter for you to be brought in. But Esther against the rules, against the regulation, against, you know, the, the, the protocol went in because there was An emergency that needed to be attended to. Something has to be done otherwise. What do you think was going on here? A man, Haman, was determined to destroy the entire Jew. He wanted to destroy the entire nation. The people group. And this woman said, I'm going to spend time. I'm going to go before the king. It was a dangerous move. But she did it anyhow. Let's see what happens here. The Bible says in verse 2. So it was when the king saw the queen... Standing in the court, that she found favor in his sight. Everybody, she found favor. When did she find the favor? On the third day. I want us to know tonight that when we spend time with God in fasting and prayer, you know what comes after? Favor. Ever say favor? Favor will come. The favor of God comes after you have spent time in the presence of God in fasting and prayer. Now, does that mean God will not favor you without fasting? No. But what happened is that fasting and prayer triggers God's favor. Number two, in the story of Esther here, we also saw it just a few minutes ago. She stood at the gate of the king which she wasn't supposed to do. But the king is in the reverse manner because the king was supposed to you know, point out the scepter and then the, she comes in. She came, the king, I don't know what I'm communicating this word. The king was first of all stretching is then they will invite her. On the reverse, she came and the king stretched. The king wouldn't do it. If the king does not stretch his captor, she will be beheaded. She'll be executed. But against the order, the king said, come. What am I saying tonight? When you fast and pray, there are certain doors that have been closed. Access is given. Ever say access. I don't care who is blocking the way. I don't care what the conditions are, the criteria, the conditions that have been put in place. But when we wait in fasting and prayer, I'm not telling you tales. I'm telling you biblical principles. Access is given as a result. And I believe after tonight, you begin to have access. Don't be surprised when you begin to see emails and phone calls. Access is being given. Because you have dedicated and sacrificed and spent time before God, access will be given to you. Number three, as a result of this encounter, don't forget, Esther was under pressure because her people were about to be executed. I want us to listen to this. But instead of going directly to the king and telling the king, king, please save my people. She did not do that. She knew the man that was going to kill the people, Amen. You know what she did? She said, can I invite the king and himan for a dinner? You know what I saw there? When you fast and pray, God releases wisdom. Ever say wisdom? Do you know sometimes there are things we are forcing our way to do? You don't get results by forcing your way to do it. You get results by applying the divine wisdom of God. The Bible said the wisdom from above is first pure, and peaceable. There is a wisdom that comes from above. When we spend time with God, your spirit man becomes quickened. I was studying this week, it's as though I've never seen it before. That the position that we occupy as believers, we need to know that position. The Bible tells me, in the book of Ephesians chapter 2, I think from verse 5, verse 5, verse 6, verse 7. The Bible says, and he has quickened us together with Christ. That's the way he started. That's the first thing he said. And he said, and has made us to sit together. No, he said, he has quickened us together and raised us up together. Number two. And made us to sit together with Christ in heavenly places. Three things. Quicken together. raise up together. Made to sit together in heavenly places. When you are in the heavenly places, you must reason in the heavenly places. And that comes by the wisdom of God. It was in the process. The man felt so you know, exalted within himself. He was like a lamb prepared for the slaughter. Amen. He said to himself. I'm so important to the kingdom. king. wife, called, called his friends and said, you know what? I've become king's special ambassador. Now, the queen only wants to see me and the king. and No other person in this place. And they advised him. Wonderful. He said, but something is making me sad. Mordecai is at that gate. He doesn't bow down to me. I hate him. They said, prepare a gallop. In your life, always be careful the crowd around you. This man said, Gallo, I'll do it. He prepared a gallo. But he was preparing for his own death. But because of the wisdom of Esther, she invited them for a, for a dinner. And you know what God did? Not only that, there was something subtle we may not have seen. Do you know that Mordecai had done the king good and nobody ever remembered? It was in the process of fasting and prayer that the king lost his sleep. He couldn't sleep. One night, at night, after the fasting and prayer, Mordecai had no idea. Now some of us are seated today, you don't know what God has started. Some people are going to have sleepless nights because of you. Because God is going to begin to stir up things in the realm of the spirit to create a change in your life. It was the due time for Mordecai to be promoted. Don't forget, God is a rewarder. And God believes that when a man has done the right thing, he must be rewarded accordingly. This man did the right thing. They they plotted a coup against the king. Mordecai did not allow the people to carry out their intentions. Reported the coup to the king. And you know what happened? The king's life was spared. And the king never reminded Mordecai until the fasting and prayer was engaged. And after the fasting and prayer, the king could not sleep. He said, there's a man who did the king the right thing. Let's find the book of Chronicles. And they found out it was Mordecai. When your due season comes, God is going to raise support from nowhere. God is going to stir up the the heart of somebody who will matter. Because it's important for God to raise the heart of somebody who matters. Hallelujah. Matters to your life. You know, God promoted a man that was supposed to be executed and honored him. God can turn a man's life and destiny around in one night. One night! He was waiting for his death. You know what happened? He became honored. They took him around the city, shouting, this is whom the king has honored. This is the man whom the king has honored. And they place him upon the king's horse. In the king's apparel. And the city said, eh, a Jew? Yes, Mordecai. Who do you think did it? God. When these people waited on him. I want us to be expectant that in no days from now, God will begin to promote you. God will honor you. God will lift you up Beyond your widest imaginations in the name of Jesus. Let me let me begin to look at this. I want to give us a quick assignment tonight. Go to Isaiah 58 when you get back home. I have loaded instruction in Isaiah chapter 58 of the result of fasting and prayer. Let me quickly mention some of them. It says your light will break forth as the morning, your head will spring up speedily. Righteousness will go before you. In other words, you will have no condemnation before God. It says, the glory of God will be your real word. In other words, there will be protection over your life. It says, when you call, God will answer. It says, thou, thou shall cry, and he shall hear, and he will say, I. You know, God will give you divine help as, you fast, as we are fasted and pray, It says, your light will break out of obscurity. In other words, the Lord will grant you access. The Lord will promote you. God will cause his light to shine upon your life. He says, your darkness, even things that men thought is darkness, will be as noonday. What what many call darkness will be like a noonday for you. He says, God will guide you continually. It will satisfy your soul in drought. He says, it will make fat your bones. In other words, it will increase your, your influence and your horizon. You will be like a watered garden. In other words, you will be an evergreen man. It says you will be like spring of water. What it means is that you will be ever fresh. You will be a refreshing man and woman in the name of Jesus. It says you will build old waste places. In other words, you will restore the things that have been destroyed. It says it will raise you up. You will raise up the foundation of many generations. In other words, even your seed after you will take up the blessing of God after you. He says you will be a repairer of the, of the breach. In other words, you will begin to experience an unspeakable peace. And you will become a broker of peace in every place you go. You will become the restorer of the path to dwelling. You will delight. And the, this is the crown of it all. You will delight yourself in the Lord. In other words, your heart will begin to seek it daily. Isaiah fifteen. What a blessing. What a blessing we are waiting for. God. Let me quickly just round up this issue tonight. What happens after we have fasted and waited on? In Daniel chapter 10, the Bible tells us that Daniel, after he has waited on the Lord for 21 days, something happened. The day that Daniel was finishing the fast, the Bible said he had a vision. The Bible calls it a great vision. He said, The people who were around me did not see the vision. I alone saw the vision. Do you know what? The time that you have spent before God, God will begin to do some unique work in your life. Those who are around you won't see it. And don't attempt to make them to see. In fact, it got to a level, you know what they did? They ran away from Daniel. Because the awesomeness of God's glory drew them away from Daniel. And Daniel began to see into the divine counsel of God. Number two thing that happened to Daniel after the fast was that there was a word of assurance. An assuring, a revealing word from God. I'll say it again an assuring and revealing word from God. How many of us know that those are the two things you need? You need an assuring word, you need a revealing word. What do I mean by that? Number one, an assuring word is a word to tell you that, fear not, for I'm with you. I'll be with you. I will take care of the situation. I will be in charge. That's an assuring word. The second word that came to Daniel was that, do you know what? That was a Prince of Persia. That had ended your prayer from being answered. That's a revealing word. May the Lord bring you those two words tonight. A revealing word and an assuring word. Something to assure you of God's covering over your life. Something to reveal to you the impending works of the enemy. So that you know what to do. And The hand of God that is working on your behalf. Number three. The Bible says, and he strengthened me. Ever since strengthened me it gets to a level in our lives when your strength cannot take you beyond. It will take the strength of God to, to take you to the place that your mind and your power cannot take you. The Bible said, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. I pray for everyone in this place tonight. Strength from God over your life in the name of Jesus Strength over your spirit. Strength over your body. Strength of emotions. In the name of Jesus. And the last tonight. The manifestation of the supernatural. Ever since the supernatural. In Matthew chapter 10. This is Jesus, chapter 17. This is Jesus speaking. He says this kind goeth not forth. But by fasting and prayer. This kind does not what? Goeth forth not. What was happening there, it was because there was a group of men and women, the disciples, who were trying to cast out a demon from a little child. The Bible says they could not do it. They spent time and time and the man left Jesus and left the people and went to Jesus and said, what happened that the disciples could not cast out the demon from him? Jesus cast out the demon out and called his disciples to descend and said, what happened? And he said, you know, <sighs> he said, this kind. It was said, this kind. I'm believing God that from tonight you begin to experience some this kind miracles in your life. This kind, this kind, the supernatural manifestation of God in your life this night. From this night onward throughout this week, the Lord will begin to visit you in an unimaginable way. Things will begin to happen in your life. This kind of miracles will begin to happen. We will lay hands on the sick; they will recover. We will cast out demons; they will be gone. We will, we will command the power of God to rest upon institution. That will be a definite change. Because that's what God does for those who wait upon Him. Let's rise up to pray tonight. What happens when God's people fast and pray? Your light will break, out of, break forth out of obscurity. It will break forth like the morning. I want us to go before the Lord tonight. We have seen specific things that the Lord did the result of fasting and prayer. Hallelujah. Amen. Lord, I've been waiting on you. I make a demand in the spirit tonight. All that I've read and all that I've seen, one thing, a common denominator we saw in all these scriptures, favor. Ever say favor? favor. Lord, from this night, I welcome your favor. From this night, I welcome your favor. From this night, I receive your favor in the name of Jesus. In the place that the door has been closed, let them swing open in the name of Jesus tonight. Let it swing open, let it swing open, let it swing open, let it swing open. Let it swing open. every door that has been closed in the name of Jesus by the authority of God's word tonight we command them to open up in the name of Jesus command every door to open open in the name of Jesus When looking for opportunities, it's time to connect ourselves to the word of God tonight. Say, Lord, Esther was given access. I receive access tonight. Access tonight. Access tonight. Access tonight. tonight. I demand access tonight. In the name of Jesus. Every forgotten record of my life. Let them be reopened. Every forgotten record. Mordecai in one night was remembered. Every forgotten record. Let it be opened. Some of us have been very, very tenacious in our offices. You've done what you needed to do and they denied you promotion. It is not right. We make a demand tonight. We have been judicious in the use of our time. We have paid attention to details in our offices. It's time to be promoted. We remove the seal that had blocked us from being promoted. It doesn't matter who is there, we will be remembered. We will be rewarded accordingly. In the name of Jesus. Reward comes. Reward comes. Every work of the Prince of Persia. I banish you tonight. Every work of the Prince of Persia. I banish you tonight. We banish the works of the Prince of Persia. We take authority over the Prince of Persia. We take authority over you. We bind you. I want us to pray and release in the spirit everything that has been had back from your life. I lose the blessing of God over my life. I lose the blessing of God over my life. I release the blessing of God over my life. I lose the blessing of God over my family. I lose the blessing of God over my children. I release the spirit of excellence upon them. This Deca, Lidria, spirit of excellence pare ah. de ketoga rabakatoya, like kotosai peridika kotenga sedeka parenda ketaka o sedeya we lose the blessing of god we release the blessing of god we release the blessing of God. We lose the blessing of God. Power released tonight. Glory released tonight. Our faces will begin to shine to the glory of God. Opportunities come. Opportunities come. Opportunities come. Doors open. Gates open. In the name of Jesus, we receive the power to make wealth. In the name of Jesus, we receive the power to live right. We receive the power to walk in the glory of God. We receive the power to excel in life. I say, church, we open up the door of our house. Lord of glory, come in. Come in with the troops of man. Come in with men and women. Come in with all races. Coming with all men and women in different places. We open up the gates of this ministry. Thank you Lord Jesus. In Jesus mighty name. We have prayed. Father we thank you tonight. For you are the God of all peace. We give you glory tonight. We bless you. Thank you for what you've done. We exalt you and we magnify you tonight. As we go tonight, go with us. Let us go in your glory and in your power. Let your name be exalted in our lives. Let your blessing rest upon us. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We worship and adore you. In Jesus' name. Lord bless us. Let's take our offering in one minute. It's about to close tonight. Let's take our offering.